0: Hey everybody, Blaze Mesa, host of Our City here. Quick note for today's episode, we did record this podcast a few weeks ago. The only reason that's newsworthy is because there's one or two things I say in there that no longer make sense. One question I ask her about the Shawnee County Commissioners who were at the time in Great Overland Station, but almost immediately after the podcast was recorded, they moved back to the county courthouse. And COVID-19 numbers are a little bit different now than they were a few weeks ago. But everything else is still up to date and good to go.
1: Anything we got going on, I'm sure I'll be there.
0: That was Lexi Ray. She has been tasked with bringing the Great Overland Station back to life. The station will be hosting some proms, but Ray and the Shawnee County Parks and Recreation Department have more plans for the building. Shawnee County is now running the station, so what are the county's plans for the future, and how has COVID-19 changed them? Then, we'll catch up on some stories you might have missed. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm not sure what time you're listening to me right now, I'm just glad that you are. My name is Blaise Mesa, and this is the news from our city.
1: Hello, Kansas. Thank you very much. Hello, Kansas.
0: From the steps of City Hall. Let's move forward together. Let's move forward in unity. To the county commissioners. This outbreak is running ahead of us, big time. We've got your local government news right here.
1: Motion carries 3-0. Next item.
0: Um, we can get going right now Uh, so talking about the great overland station and what the future of that could hold but before we even get into any of that can we get a little bit into what exactly your role with the great overland station is going to be and and and, uh, that looking forward
1: sure so my role is um program event manager and so I will be in charge of just about everything. So from the museum to um, our events and rentals to uh, just the special events and things like that. So anything we got going on, I'm sure I'll be there. Um, so then I'm wondering what exactly is happening with
0: Great Overland Station right now? If I remember incorrectly, you've been in the job a few weeks. Has there even been much activity at the station?
1: Actually, there has. So we are mostly working on right now uh, revamping the children's area. So we've been moving around a lot of the furniture and the objects that are in there, just trying to get that to look like a totally new space, just a little bit more interactive for kids and um, just trying to get the whole space to kind of flow a little bit better. And so hopefully uh, people can see something new when they come back in
0: when we're looking forward to what it could be what do you envision?
1: So what we're envisioning right now is kind of along the same lines as what the past administration uh what they had so we're going to do have the museum space we're going to do special events and rentals and just make sure that it is a community space for everybody. Mm -hmm. When you say like a For
0: events and rentals, is there any particular thing you're trying to attract or is it just a matter of seeing what the public wants to do at the station?
1: Probably a little bit of both. We'll probably kind of dabble in some uh, traveling exhibits or uh, special events that maybe somebody else in Parks and Rec, you know, any ideas they have that they want to bring over here that we think the community would enjoy and we have the space for it. We'll work together to get that going. Uh, But other than that, I think that we're just going to kind of let the community lead that and hopefully we can get something that everyone enjoys. You just mentioned the Parks and
0: Recreation Department, because that's technically what department you work under is Parks and Recreation, right? Correct. So then how does Parks and Recreation play into event planning at the station?
1: So they are just kind of the uh, guiding and um, supportive force, if you will. So uh, if we have a big event coming up and we need some extra hands and some extra help, then they're going to be right there with us to make sure that those events go smoothly. Mm
0: -hmm. So then to what level has trying to draw events actually begun at the station? And I know you've only been there a few weeks, but I can also imagine the pandemic is kind of making that a little bit tricky right now.
1: Sure. So actually we've kind of been (laughs) busy with people wanting to Run out the station. So uh, in a few months, we actually have um, Silver Lake uh, they We're gonna do their prom here. So that's already been on the books for quite a while now, I believe. And um, I I really think that the the space that we have here is gonna allow for people to still hold their events. And we still have many folks uh, wanting to book their weddings here. So I think that we're gonna be good with that just because of the space we have. And then why do you think it is
0: starting to become a bit of a popular wedding or prom destination? Does the history of the train and the railroad kind of also play into that?
1: I think a lot of people just think of us for their events just because of how naturally pretty this building is. And I think that, yeah, the, that it's been a longstanding institution here, I think, just draws it all together.
0: I want to talk about the physical potential of the building. Uh, Is it in a good location? You kind of mentioned just some of the historical elements and some of the the design to it. But when you look at the building, just without even acknowledging that it is the Great Overland Station with its history, is it in a good location? Is the building pretty healthy? Is it accessible to people?
1: I think so. And I think that that'll be something that we look into further once we... Uh, start doing exhibits and programs just making sure that everything is accessible and uh, just partnering with our community partners to get things going. So then when we're looking
0: forward to the potential that the station has, do you think it has a lot going forward when comparing it to other event spaces? I guess maybe a better way to phrase that question because there are plenty of places people can host events in Shawnee County, Topeka. So what makes the Great Overland Station different from those areas?
1: I think what really sets us apart is that we have been here, you know, since it was active as a train station and it's been brought back and just that spirit that this building has to continue on as a community pillar and a space for people to gather and also learn about their area history.
0: And then there is a museum Physically inside the Great Overland Station, right. I think it's. I don't want to say the right side of the building because that doesn't seem very geographically helpful to people who aren't like standing right in front of it. But sure. if you're at the
1: front door, actually, so I
0: think it's on the left
1: side. Uh, is there any changes, or what could we see with that? So right now, uh, we we do have a large exhibit space in our upstairs of the building and for right now that exhibit is probably going to stay for the most part the same with maybe a few tweaks to kind of get it looking a little bit um, better for when we reopen but hopefully in the future we can kind of revisit that and see what directions the community wants to go with that and like I said we'll probably get some traveling exhibits in there just to keep things fresh and new.
0: To what level is community feedback important? Obviously you got some proms some weddings swing by so that's helpful to know that people want to do those things there but if people want to see other things or or, or uh, stuff of that nature, how important is that community feedback to understand how to best utilize the station?
1: I think that's just essential to our growth and to us being a sustainable organization is just really listening to our community and seeing what people want and how we can help them learn and grow just as citizens of this area.
0: And you, you've only really been in the job for a few weeks, like i would mentioned before, but have you heard from the community yet?
1: Uh, We haven't really, we're not open to the public yet, so we haven't really gotten a ton of feedback or any that I've really heard of, but we're really looking forward to when that can happen more easily. Mm -hmm. And I think you'd
0: mentioned also in the beginning as well, some
1: updates to the children's area. Will the
0: station, for the most part, look the same for people when they return back, maybe once the pandemic is over and more people are vaccinated and it becomes busier? Will people notice any other major changes, or will it essentially be kind of the same building just with a different focus?
1: Um, so a lot of it, um, we will have some tweaks and things like that. Uh, for right now, we're kind of focusing on how we can reopen the quickest and the safest. So, like I, like you mentioned, we're just doing the um, the children's areas, the big part that's kind of getting a facelift and. Um, just a few other tweaks, but for the most part, it's, um, they're going to be some things that people recognize and some new things. So, yeah.
0: Um, I'm wondering if you're concerned at all about what the future of event planning as a whole could look like? I'm imagining gathering in crowds may not be something people want to do right away or maybe in the near future. Is that a concern at all that when you're trying to plan these events that you do have to convince the public that it is a safe building like you can come in there's there's room to social distance you don't have to worry about COVID or you have to worry about COVID but in a sense you don't.
1: Sure no I think that um, I think that people that are familiar with the building they will see you know that we do have the space, and I don't know if it'll take a ton of convincing for people, um, just because of how much space we do have and the safety measures that we've taken to sanitize things and to, um, you know, and uh, invite people to keep wearing their masks and things like that. And I think that once people get more comfortable in general, just with being in crowds, I think we'll start to see a lot of those rentals and um, meetings pick back up.
0: Does that then maybe limit what you can do in the short term? Like knowing that for the next few months really can't have major weddings here. So is this a lot more of a, a down the road planning and like kind of developing and building for years down the road? Is this, or is it not quite that far?
1: Um, I think that we're still having a lot of interest with, um, weddings and things like that so I think that we're just gonna hopefully hopefully we'll pick back up uh, a little bit here in the next couple months but um we still have a pretty good interest of people wanting to have weddings here
0: and then when just thinking about some of the things near the station I know the river is right by Mm -hmm. may not be the best part of the river because there's the the bridge right above and there's all those trees and things like that but is that also another asset that could potentially somehow be involved in some event planning or future events is the Great Overland Station, and its proximity to the river?
1: I really hope so. I know that there have been there has been talks for a very long time just about that riverfront park. And so I would really, really like to be a part of those conversations just about uh, getting that park going again. And hopefully we can continue those conversations once COVID has kind of died down and things like that. Well then
0: how is the station kind of shaping its way into the future of Shawnee County? You just mentioned uh, a riverfront park. Do you think it could have a a bigger role than it's had in the past? And obviously it's played a pretty, pretty big role in the past because of it acting as a train station. But I'm wondering if you think it can again, kind of be a community. Yeah,
1: I think that that will be something that will make us unique is that we can be that community space. And once we can get the community in here and, larger force more safely, we can figure out what exactly that role is. uh, If that is hosting uh, speakers or larger events, um, that's concerts, whatever that looks like, we hope to be that flexible community space.
0: And then with the regular meetings with the Shawnee County commissioners, again, every Monday and Thursday they are meeting, is that helping serve as a blueprint in a way to figure out how you may host some events in the future? one it's hosting events during the pandemic and social distancing so i assume that's helpful but two just kind of figuring out what rooms work what rooms don't work how do we want to utilize this building so people really get the full feel of it
1: sure so it has been it's been helpful to have the commissioners here just in the sense that um, it's letting all those folks know that you know we are here and kind of what we offer and how we can space people out social distance and kind of how our rooms can be set up for events and things like that, so yeah. At least
0: speaking from the perspective of someone who just arrived to Kansas, because I had come here for work, so I've only been in Topeka for a few months. I really didn't know too much about the Great Overland Station until I was going to cover regular commission meetings. Are you concerned that might be, um, uh, maybe people don't quite recognize the name of the Great Overland Station throughout the community? Are you hoping to make it a little more prevalent?
1: Yeah, I would really hope that uh, people can kind of hopefully can be more of a household name because I know there are a lot of folks that maybe have even lived in the area for a while that may not know we're here and we're really looking forward to reintroducing ourselves to the community and making sure that people remember that we are here.
0: And I think we touched on this once or twice already but the, the importance of those community centers that are kind of like a, a spot of, of pride for the hometown. What role could the Great Overland Stadium have going forward as like a a sense of pride for people.
1: I think that just uh, coming to the museum and seeing uh, all the great the legacy that the railroad has and the impact it had on the founding of Topeka and how we can build off of that legacy and just come together as a community and really reflect on those legacies and where we're going in the future.
0: Is that a history you're hoping to in a way kind of teach people as events go on? Well, the prom is probably not going to teach anyone about railroads or trains, but at least there are people thinking about it, going to the Great Overland Station, probably seeing the train tracks, hearing the train. So is that kind of a, a sub goal you're hoping to achieve is this kind of reteach people the history of the trains in Topeka?
1: I think that we definitely need to um, honor that legacy because that is why uh, this building is here and largely why a lot of um, Topeka was built was because of the railroad. So I think just having that in mind as kind of something that is to be celebrated and um, just something that is a supplement to the great things that the community has to offer.
0: I yeah, Don't think I got too many more questions here. But one thing I am wondering is how much the noise of the train can either help or hurt the building. Uh, I think when you we were getting onto the Zoom call, a train had run by, and sometimes they can be kind of loud. Is that a negative or, or a positive in your mind?
1: I think it's definitely a positive, especially because we have the children's area with a large window that faces the tracks. And so I think that that is going to be definitely something that kids and everyone enjoys seeing the trains go by and uh, all the sounds and um, you can even, you know, feel it and the floor when the trains go by. So I think it definitely adds to the experience.
0: I actually don't think I have any additional questions for you right now. Is there anything else you want to add? Or is there maybe a topic we didn't touch on that you'd like to get to?
1: I don't, I don't really think so. I think we're just looking forward to, coming back and we're we're planning to hopefully open our doors in May so that is that is what we're shooting for
0: to kind of quickly follow up on that open your doors in May is that open up again to the public or is there like a series of events you're hosting in early May
1: I, I think we're just planning to that is just the preliminary thing for right now it's just we're shooting for May to be open to the public
0: And then if there is anyone out there with a wedding, prom, any event that they're considering having at the Great Overland Station, what's the best way to try and schedule that or to at least maybe let the the Parks and Rec Department know that they are interested?
1: Sure. So they actually would be calling me directly. And so um, my phone number is uh, 785-251-6945, and I can get anybody set up with whatever event they want to, to run out
0: one more time that was 785-251-9645. Six, nine, four, okay. six, seven eight five two five one nine
1: six four five.
0: Six nine four five. Okay. 785-251. What was the last four?
1: Six nine four five.
0: Okay. Well I hope someone can just like rewind or pause the podcast. Because I feel like <laughs> I just gave them a bit of number soup, but not every story makes it into print, so let's catch you up on some news you might have missed. The Shawnee County Health Department is requesting about one million dollars in funding to fight COVID nineteen. Before you today is a request to apply for the KDHE, um, the ELC COVID-19 infrastructure expansion grant, quite a mouthful. That was the health department's interim director, Teresa Fisher. The non-competitive grant offers a base amount of $100,000 per health department with additional funds available based on population.
1: In large part, we're planning
0: to utilize this grant to supplement the the funding for the staff that have been involved in COVID and will continue to be involved in our COVID response and recovery efforts. So um, that includes our newly created infectious disease division that we um, created last year
1: in response to this.
0: Also at last Thursday's County Commission meeting. Good morning, Commissioners. Matt Rockers, Director of Operations, Spectre Venue Management, Stormont Vale Event Center. We are
1: requesting approval for Tartar Farm and Ranch equipment to supply Stormont Vale Event Center with 98 Expo-style horse stalls in the amount of
0: $125,593.85. The new stalls will replace the decades-old stalls. The item was unanimously approved. Let's tiptoe away from the local government meetings and quickly update you on the first zoo in Topeka. The original zoo didn't quite have the facilities the current zoo has, and it featured a bear chained to a tree. There were times when this bear would would he'd slip out of his collar. He just had a collar like you'd have on a dog. Oh my. He would slip out of his collar and go walking around the park and people would get their kids and get them out of the way and that clip was from the History Guy podcast. Search for the History Guy podcast on your preferred streaming platform. That's going to do it for us here today. For more Capital City news, you can follow us on our social medias. We are at CJ Online on Twitter and the Topeka Capital Journal on Facebook and Instagram. My name is Blaze Mesa, and it's been an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege. I'll see you all next week.